How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. All right, thank you for tuning in to Chomping at the Bit. This is Kyle Edwards, of course. And uh, you're listening to episode number 56. This episode, we're going to take a look at uh, week 13 in the NFL, give you a preview of kind of what to come as it's week 13 is starting with the one o'clock kickoffs today. There was no Thursday night game this week. You know, we went over that a couple episodes ago with the whole Raven Steelers drama and postponements, reschedulings. Well, the Thursday night game was supposed to have the Ravens since they didn't play till Wednesday afternoon. Of course, the Thursday night game couldn't happen. So this week we get your normal Sunday games with your Sunday night game. You get your Monday night football game. There is a Monday, I guess, evening game, five o'clock game. And we're getting a Tuesday game as well this week. So another week of a fluid schedule, games moving around, but the games will be played. So, you know, the NFL is going to get another week under its belt. And looking at week 13, that also means it's the final week of your fantasy football regular season. So, you know, if you're like me and you are a participant in that, it's a big week for you, you know, trying to get some um, positioning with if you're outside your playoffs, get one last chance to try to get in. And it's been an interesting year in fantasy football as it's been a lot of injuries and all that kind of stuff, all the COVID stuff. But getting down to the final weeks of it. And with that, with your fantasy teams looking towards the playoffs, I thought I could start the show off with kind of taking a look at the teams and where they stand so far in the NFL and kind of looking at the teams you can pretty much place all the teams in three categories so your first category is like your contenders and uh, playoff teams you know after I give you the three categories we'll kind of go through and kind of put the teams in the categories hopefully your team is in the contender playoff team category because that means you've had a pretty good season and you're in a good position right now going into the final four weeks of the season. Second category, you have your hopefuls. So these are your teams where might have struggled, had a little up and down season, maybe you're starting to find a groove and you find yourselves on the maybe outside of the playoffs looking in with a shot to get in or you find yourselves as maybe one of the final teams in the playoff picture so 
there, there's still some reason for you know optimism going forward in the season. Then your third category, you kind of have your your builders, and with that, you know, season's pretty much over. Maybe you're holding on to that little slim chance, but you've kind of moved on to next year. And with that, you know, it's going to be a lot of evaluating of talent. Um, you know, some of these, some of the teams may be going through transitions, whether it's coaching staffs, GMs, and kind of using these last few weeks to see what building blocks, so builders, you can go forward with into next season. So with that, let's go ahead and start putting these teams together. So like I said, first group, contenders, your playoff teams, kind of the teams who are in a good spot right now. And we all know the teams that are there, like your Chiefs, reigning Super Bowl champion, had a little hangover early in the season, but now they're hitting their stride. They're fighting it out for the number one seed in the AFC with the Steelers, still undefeated. And at this point, they're kind of just looking to get that home field throughout because we all know going into Pittsburgh in the playoffs, tough place to play. You have the Saints, who, despite not having Drew Brees, they're still getting their wins right now. And in that division, they're looking to maybe get that division crown. You know, top three, four seed in the NFC. Definitely a home game. Uh, Packers, they are in a position where, you know, they can start thinking about clinching the division. Uh, They have like a three-game lead in their division right now, so they're definitely looking for playoff positioning at this point. The Seahawks are still in a divisional race within the NFC West, but as I've said before, the NFC is kind of, you can kind of tell who's in and out at this point, and the Seahawks are safely in right now. Browns, uh, a city and a team that's been desperate to experience some playoff football for some years now. Um, you know, they are coming off that 0-16 year, just couple of years ago in 2017 so you know they've had a nice little resurgence this year and they're primed and ready for a playoff at least a playoff berth see how far they can go the bills remember coming into the year a lot of talk of who was gonna take over in the afc east with brady gone it looks like it might be the bills they've had an up and down year but they've seemed to correct themselves these past few weeks and are set to go forward. Then you have your AFC South teams with the Titans and the Colts battling out for the division title there. The, the two of them have clearly separated from the rest of the division. So at this point, it's just positioning with them. And then you have your Rams and your Bucks in the NFC. So, like I said, they're all contenders in terms of, you know, if you make the playoffs. You, you have a shot at getting to the Super Bowl. You got to be in it to win it. And even with that, that's what? Two, six. That's 11 teams. We know that this year there's 14. 
teams in the playoffs. So you're looking at 11 that feel pretty much safe where they are right now. So with the hopeful group, mind you, three teams out of that group are going to come out of it and fill out the rest of the playoff uh, tree or whatever bracket. And even with the contenders, you know, they're they're not perfect teams. They have their flaws. So these last few weeks, that's what they're really working on. And they may have some injured players that they're hoping to get back, get integrated in before the playoffs start. Uh, kind of iron out those deficiencies that they, you know, they may have, whether it's shoring up a defense or... You know, maybe getting the quarterback back on track or establishing a number one running back. You know, just all teams at this point have their issues, but these teams are at least safe where they can really hone in on those and try to fix them. So your hopefuls, like I said, three teams out of this group will fill out the playoff bracket and will jump up into, I guess, the playoff contender group but right now they're hopefuls so you have your dolphins who would actually be in the playoffs right now but they're one of those teams that's kind of on the back end of the playoffs so they would like to solidify themselves but they do have to continue looking in the rearview mirror as there's teams coming up behind them one of those you have the ravens ravens have been kind of slumping the past couple of weeks but they are still in a position where their season's not lost yet. If they can turn it around, they can find themselves right back into the playoff picture. And like I said, once you get in, who knows what could happen based off of matchups. Maybe you make a deeper run than you thought. You got the Raiders out in Vegas. First year in Vegas. It would be a great thing to see them make the playoffs. You know, give that Vegas market a reason to get behind the team. Not saying that they're lacking any support or anything, but it's a good first impression for the franchise if they can make the playoffs in their first year in Vegas. Uh, you have the Cardinals. You know, you have Kyler Murray, who's kind of going through uh, you know, young quarterback adjustments and you know, still getting those bad plays out of their system transitioning into kind of the quarterback that he'll become so you know making a playoff appearance would be good for him get him that experience plus you have Larry Fitzgerald there you don't know how many more years you have of him so you know would be great if the Cardinals could get in give Fitzgerald one last shot making a deep run and you know see what the Kyler Murray DeAndre Hopkins connection can do in the playoffs Next one, I have the whole NFC East because we've talked about it on here. They're also jumbled up in their pot of miserable teams that somebody's going to have to win the division and get in. But, you know, nobody's going to run away the, with the division. So the other three teams in there are going to just think of it as, okay, we make a change here or there. Maybe we would have been the ones to move on and win the division. You have your Vikings. Vikings started off, started off the year rough. They, they had some expectations coming in. Didn't live up to them early. They kind of turned it on a little bit late. You, you know, they have Kirk Cousins. 
who's a veteran quarterback. So hopefully he can do enough to maybe help them slip in to the back end, like a six, maybe seven seed in the NFC playoffs. You have your Bears. Kind of look at the same thing I just said with the Vikings. The Bears came in. They've gone through, you know, quarterback changes. Well, the us started with Trubisky, went to Foles. Foles got hurt back to Trubisky. Season's not completely lost. They're hanging on for dear life at this point. You know, they've had a very much up and down. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This episode is made possible by PwC. Invest in a cooler future and be part of the climate solution. Critical challenges require critical thinking, and that's why ESG is part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Down season, hopefully they can find their way on another uptick in the in their season and slip in 6-7 seed. Then your 49ers. 49ers have gone through a lot this year. A lot of injuries, especially on the defense, even to Garoppolo on a couple of occasions. They're going with Nick Mullins right now. And the fact that they still have a shot at possibly getting a playoff spot, you know, it's a credit to Kyle Shanahan and that staff, as well as these bench players who have stepped up into starting roles and have helped them stay somewhat competitive. And then also... Well, my Patriots are in the hopeful group. You know, they right now may not be much of a threat for the division outside shot, but their focus is now more on, you know, trying to get a wild card spot. You know, it hasn't looked pretty, but once you get in the playoffs, you never know. You know, Cam Newton, veteran guy. The weapons around them may not be household names, may not even be that good, but we have seen some crazy things. Remember, um, was it a few years ago, Tim Tebow, same kind of thing. They found their way in after going on a little run late in the year, and Tebow was able to take a Broncos team that was with eight and eight into Pittsburgh, get an overtime win. So. You know, the hope is still there. Then your final group, like I said, the building group. These are your teams where, for whatever reason, aren't that much of a threat for the playoffs. Not a major player. I mean, the reasons are endless. It could be um, young quarterback. Could be injuries. Players not living up to potential. Whatever. You know, you have your Jets. Jets are 0-11. They're obviously looking to next season. They've been eliminated from the playoffs already. So with them, questions are, Sam Darnold our guy? Or if we get the chance, do we go for Trevor Lawrence? He's the big prize in the NFL draft. Will they make the change from Adam Gase? You know, all that stuff. Yeah, the Bengals. The Bengals have their young quarterback, Joe Burrow. He got hurt. 
He's out most likely for next year as well. Which said it on here before. It's tough to see that Burrow is having a good year, but there is some optimism amongst fans. I mean, it may be tempered a little bit with the Burrow injury as they don't know what he'll look like in two years, but at least he's a building block that you can use. And now their thing is just accumulating talent to go with Burrow's growth. Yeah, the Texans. Texans came in. A lot of the people thought they could be a threat in the AFC South. Hadn't worked out. Um, they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, so there was that transition offensively. They've gotten rid of Bill O'Brien, so now you know there's going to be a new coaching staff coming in next year. You still have um, D- uh, Deshaun Watson at quarterback. You know, he's still very young, but the talent is there. So now hopefully with a new voice at the coaching spot and a new visionary as a GM, maybe they can finally put a team around Watson to get them back into the playoffs where they were not even too long ago. Actually, last year they were in and they were, you know, up on the Chiefs, but blew a lead. So, you know, there's talent on the roster now, hopefully, the next guy come in, coming in can realize that talent and get them back where they were. Jaguars, ever since the Jaguars made that AFC title run with you know Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Fournette and guys like that, the team's been in rebuild mode. They have a couple of young guys at the quarterback position with Minshew and um, was it Luton. So... There's going to be decisions to be made there. They're going to have a top pick. Do they go for, you know, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or whatever? Or do they keep kind of going with Minshew and just look to start putting in top-level talent around them? Broncos, we talked about them last week. They had that mess with their quarterback room. They have... The young guy, Drew Locke, seems like they're sold on him. So for them, they're in the same boat as kind of the Texans. Get the talent around them. And with Vic Fangio at the court, at the coaching spot, there'll be, have to be some decisions whether he's the right guy. Maybe it's one of those where he stays, but, you know, they go with a different offensive philosophy, whatever. But the Broncos building to next year. Chargers. They have their young guy in Herbert. He's performed great this year. He was kind of thrown into the position when Tyrod Taylor had that freak accident with the injection and Herbert was thrown into, uh, I think it was, was that the second game of the year? And he's kind of held onto the position. And for Chargers fans, they know he's the guy going forward. Questions are with Anthony Lynn. Whether he's the right coach at this point, he's had a rough year. And, you know, he was coming off some, I guess, good reviews from last year and the year before. But this year, it's been tough for him. He's made some questionable decisions. He's had some weird sound bites where it doesn't seem like he's got a grip on the team. So decisions have to be made there. So the same way I had the NFC East in the hopeful category, they're also in the building category because the team that doesn't win that division, well, I mean, the three teams that don't win the division have to look at themselves and figure out 
what they have to do to make themselves at least an eight-win team. Because it's obvious that at this point, the winner of that division will probably have eight wins, maybe even less. So the three teams that don't win it have to figure out how can we at least get to eight. And, you know, each team has their own issues to look at. I mean, the Cowboys, they're missing Prescott. He's hurt. But what does Prescott look like when, when he comes back? If he comes back, he's got a contract issue. Washington, you're going with Alex Smith right now, but he's not a guy you can build for the future. So do you go back to uh, Dwayne Haskins Jr.? Do you try to get a guy in the draft? Or do you get maybe one of these young players who may have flamed out in the city that drafted them, try to rehabilitate them and give them a second shot down in Washington. Eagles, we've talked about them enough on here. They have their own questions with Wentz. Do they continue going with him? Do they turn the keys over to Hurts? Uh, Is Doug Peterson, was he a one-hit wonder with the Super Bowl run? Because since then, it seems like the team's going, getting progressively worse and then you have the Giants where they have the young guy Daniel Jones he's hurt right now but can they get the pieces around him and they just brought in a new coach is he the right guy so NFC's has their questions yeah the Lions just got rid of Matt Patricia so they're building to next year where they'll have a new coach GM as well they have Matthew Stafford Does that become an issue at some point? You know, Matthew Stafford, early 30s. I'm sure he would love to go to, he would love to be on a contender. Does he see that future in Detroit? Will he want to get out? Questions there. Falcons. Once again, talk about the Falcons enough on here. Uh, Once again, I am in the Atlanta market, so I watch the Falcons all the time. And. You can see the issues there. Defense still isn't good. You know, they got rid of their coach. Um, I've already forgotten his name because I was talking Dan Quinn. He should have been gone last year. They finally made a decision this year. We all know Arthur Blank is a guy that wants to see a contending team on the field. So he will give the new coach, new GM, probably all the resources possible to try to make that happen. Then that's even a question. Does Raheem Morris get a fair shot at the job? Do they just go outside the organization and kind of uh, wipe the coach's room clean of Dan Quinn in terms of his people that are there? Matt Ryan, what do you do with him? He's getting up there as he's with mid thirties right now. Do they go complete reset, go with a young quarterback, try to build it back up? Or do they just kind of try to retool with Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley? Will they have to find a running back because, you know, Gurley's getting up there. So a lot of questions there. Then you have the Panthers. Panthers just brought in a new coach. Uh, They have Teddy Bridgewater. Seems like they've found their quarterback going forward. Now it's just putting the pieces around them. So... There's where all the teams sit right now. You know, hopefully your team is in a good spot for you. Like I said, even the teams that are in the builders group, 
there is some optimism possibly going forward. So it could be something where you're just down there for this year. And who knows, you find yourselves up in the hopeful group next year. Or you make the big leap and you're a contender. Good thing is the NFL does allow teams to kind of make that jump from um, bottom of the barrel division team. Make the right moves in the offseason. You can find yourself right at the top of the division the very next year. So yeah, so with that, with those teams being, you know, put on the shelf that I put them on. We go ahead to the action on the field. Take a look. I went through the schedule again, giving you five games that you probably need to watch. Uh, They are the most intriguing to me. So go ahead and get that. We'll say this week with the matchups was a little tough kind of a five. But ultimately, that came with five good ones for you. Number five, the Washington football team. Going to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. Now, I did just talk about the NFC East. You're probably wondering, why would I pick this game? Picking this game more for the Steelers. Steelers have looked a little shaky. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The past few weeks, I don't know what it is. Maybe they're just ready to get into the playoffs. So they're kind of letting their foot off the gas a little bit. Maybe, because this has been a thing in the past, with them being undefeated, maybe the pressure of being perfect all year is starting to build on them. So they're starting to make little mistakes here and there because they're thinking about it. Now, Washington, I will say, from looking... From watching the past couple of weeks, it seems like Alex Smith has given them a steady presence in the as the quarterback. So they are a team that if Pittsburgh comes out, struggles kind of the way they did against Baltimore, and if Steelers players are still thinking about that Baltimore game and how they were robbed and all that stuff, they shouldn't have been forced to play when they did. Washington is a team that could go in there and take advantage of that possibly pull the upset Um, number four sticking with an NFC East team we have and actually going up against an NFC North team and the AFC North team Cowboys going to Baltimore face the Ravens the Ravens do get Lamar Jackson back that's a plus for them but even before he missed last week's game against the Steelers He wasn't exactly playing that well. Baltimore as a team wasn't playing that well. 
Um, you know, they came off that loss to the Patriots, but you know, at least you could say that was the weather. But then, you know, Lamar gets COVID nineteen, blah blah blah, stuff like that. Then most recent game, they had a shot to take down Pittsburgh, and they just didn't make any play. They didn't they didn't make enough plays late to win. So now they find themselves six and five outside the playoffs. They are at a real crossroads again. Now if they let the Cowboys go into Baltimore and beat them today, then you really have to hit the panic button in Baltimore. And who knows where the rest of their season could go. So, definitely something to watch there. Number three, got the AFC East leading Buffalo Bills going out to Arizona. Now, real quick, they're playing the 49ers, but with the what is it like the stay at home stuff out in South, Southern California the 49ers can't play at home so they're using a stadium down in Arizona for the next couple of weeks and then yeah so they're playing against the 49ers but in Arizona I think it's I want to say it's Arizona State's stadium they're playing in but don't quote me on that so Bills 49ers 49ers are an interesting team they are still dealing with a lot of injuries but you know Nick Mullins did um captain that team and they were able to pull the upset against the Rams last week so they have another big matchup again today can Mullins and that team rally around and get another big win against the Bills team. You know, get back to 500 for the Niners. They would they would be at six and six if they were able to pull off the win, and then seriously start thinking about maybe getting a playoff spot. Bills have the Dolphins right on their tail, so uh, a win here for them would be big as they try to get that AFC East division title so now we're into kind of the cream of the week with these top two picks I mean um, matchups number two Browns Titans both teams come into this eight and three the Titans are in a battle with the uh, Colts in the AFC South the Browns are hanging on to hope that they can catch the Steelers it's kind of mathematically not possible at this point you know they're eight and three Steelers are 11 and 0 so three game deficit and they have what five games left but stranger things have happened so they're still staying within arm's length but slowly falling back but hey the Browns at this point looks like they're gonna be a playoff team so uh, the Browns are trying to kind of get Baker Mayfield back on track. But then again, it seems like their offensive philosophy has changed. Early in the year, it seemed like they wanted to make uh, Mayfield a star, have him throw the ball all around. But OBJ got hurt, so it turned into running the ball with Kareem Hunt as Chubb was hurt. But now that Nick Chubb's back, it's a running offense with 
Hunt and um, Chubb back there with May, you know, Mayfield making some plays with play action. And then you look at the Titans. The Titans are kind of the same way where they try to establish Derrick Henry first and then use Tannehill play action game. So it's a battle of which run first offense can be the most effective and which quarterback limits you know, turnovers on bad throws. So definitely an interesting matchup there. But the number one matchup of the week for me, Rams at Cardinals. And this is number one matchup for me only for two for well two reasons. Jalen Ramsey and DeAndre Hopkins. You know the two of them are gonna be lined up on each other all game. And it's gonna be an incredible battle because Ramsey's a guy who loves taking on that number one receiver. Trying to take them out of the game. DeAndre Hopkins is, to me, the best wide receiver in the league. I know, Falcons fans, you may say Julio Jones. Buffalo fans may say, what about Stephon Diggs? And on down the line. But to me, it's, well, Green Bay as well. Don't want to leave you out with Devontae Adams. To me, it's DeAndre Hopkins. Ramsey, you know, he... Was a top guy when he was with Jacksonville. Fell off a little bit. Got out of there. I think he struggled a little bit last year with the Rams. But this year, he's back at an elite level. So that's definitely the matchup I want to see. And between two teams that are still right in the thick of their uh, NFC West divisional race. So big game for both teams. Cardinals, especially as they are six and five, don't want to fall to six and six. A win here, and they can uh, get into a tie with the Rams at uh, seven and five. So, big game there as both teams are trying to keep up with the Seahawks, who are eight and three. So, yeah, those are my top five matchups. Once again, uh, make sure you have TV tuned to one laptop on another or put on red zone and just call it a day so yes now for my bold prediction for today and as i said it's a pretty bold prediction so keep that in mind but my bold prediction is that one of the nfc east teams will cover the spread today kind of a added side note possibly could pull an upset but i'm not gonna leave it i'm leaving it as at least one will cover why is that such a bold prediction i'll tell you why each team in the nfc east has a game in which they are an underdog by at least eight and a half in terms of nfl spreads that's a big deal so you have giants seahawks seahawks nine and a half point favorite eagles packers eight and a half point favorite for the packers Washington Steelers, eight and a half point favorite for the Steelers. Cowboys, Ravens, Ravens are a nine and a half point favorite. So basically to Vegas, these games should all be blowouts. If you're looking at a blowout as like a 10 point win, sure. But we'll just say um, the NFC East team should lose pretty easily by at least 10 points. 
So my bold prediction is that at least one of them will cover, make the game closer than it should be, and possibly have a chance of pulling the upset. I think that's a pretty bold prediction. You can let me know in the comment section. But um, now we're on to my week 13 pick. So something from that bold prediction could end up in my picks. We'll have to see. But right now, let's go ahead and get into them. And once again, uh, this week, I have seven games. I've said I'm going to do seven games now going forward. I want to get to 60% by the end of the year. Really running out of games at this point. And I'm at 47.2% because I'm 34 and 38. Last week, did go 4 and 3, which was a massive improvement over the past couple of weeks. So hopefully this week I can kind of keep that momentum going. And 4 and 3 is kind of my floor at this point. I do need to do better than that going out from here on out. So, and then with the picks, I always do Falcons game, Patriots game. I was going to say Thursday night football. Did not have that this week. So, uh, Falcons, Patriots, then the two Monday games, the Tuesday game, that's five. And then I have two wild card matchups. That gives you your seven. First one, it's the Saints. And the Falcons matchup. So in this one, I'm taking the Saints as the two and a half point favorite to cover in this matchup. Now, I do think the Falcons have, an, have a good shot at pulling an upset here if they really want to. Because the Saints will not have Drew Brees yet again. So it's Taysom Hill. There is some tape on Taysom Hill at this point. I do think that the Falcons defense was a little bit better I would have felt you know more confident in picking them but I do think there's still enough weapons on that Saints team that even with Hill and maybe his limitations in the throwing game that they will be able to get the win here so give me the Saints in that one second one uh, Patriots and the Los Angeles Chargers I'm going with the underdog in this one as the Patriots are a one and a half point underdog. Uh, give me Patriots to cover against the Chargers. Now the Chargers are a tough team. Justin Herbert, as I said before, one of these young quarterbacks from this year that has looked great, even though the wins aren't there, but they are a tough out and the Patriots haven't been, you know, Patriots of old, but it's a game that they have to have. I've said that before in here, but Patriots need it. I think they'll do enough to get it done. So give the Patriots in that one as the one half point underdog. Third game. Going with Packers and Eagles. Remember I mentioned this with NFC's team will cover. Well, it's not the Eagles here. Give me the Packers as an eight and a half point favorite. It's a big number, but I think the Eagles are at a point where their season's lost. And it kind of seems like Peterson is afraid to make the necessary switch to Jalen Hurts. So if they're going to keep putting Wentz out there for like 99% of the snaps, I think he's going to continue to struggle. So I'm expecting to see that today. And 
Aaron Rodgers is probably primed for a big day against that Eagles team. So give me Green Bay in that one. Fourth matchup. Chiefs-Broncos. I might be crazy for picking this one because the Chiefs are a 13 and a half point favorite. That's a really big line. Usually lines like that, you know, you want to stay away from as it's the NFL and not every day do NFL teams beat even lesser teams by two touchdowns. But call me crazy. I'm going with the Chiefs in this one. And, I mean, the Broncos are supposed to have, I guess, one of the, well, at least one of the four from the whole COVID crew back. Uh, I think it's supposed to be Drew Locke. He does give them the best chance to win. But the Chiefs, they, they just have all the talent right now. Now, the Chiefs are coming off the game against the Bucks, where they looked great early and then kind of fell off. And the Bucks made it close late. So I think the Chiefs will want to make sure that they hit on all cylinders today. Get into kind of playoff mode here on out. And, you know, try to get that number one seed if the Steelers slip up. So I know it's crazy, but giving the Chiefs 13 and a half point favorite in that one. Matchup number five. Uh, it's the Washington football team and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So this is actually the game I was talking about in my bold prediction. I think the football team in Washington will cover the eight and a half point spread against the Steelers. I have not liked what I've seen out of the Steelers the past couple of weeks. So, and like I said, I think the Washington football team... Let's just say Washington. Washington football team's a lot to say. But I think Washington with Alex Smith back there. And you, know, you have Chase Young on that defensive line. Defensive line is pretty good. So I think they keep it close. And I I honestly believe that they have a shot at pulling the straight upset against the Steelers. I'm picking them just to cover here. But watch that team. Could be upset alert there. Number six, the Niner, 49ers and the Bills. I'm taking the underdog in this one as well. 49ers, two and a half point underdog against the Bills, giving the 49ers. Now, this could be partly a homer pick because, you know, for my Patriots to possibly get the AFC's title, they do need the Bills to lose. But I do think the 49ers, even though they're coming in at five and six, they are better than that record. And Nick Mullins, if he does not turn the ball over, the 49ers have enough there to keep it close. And who knows, the pressure could be building on the Bills with kind of getting a lot of that, um, kind of getting a lot of the shine for being the AFC East team right now. Can they handle that pressure going forward? 49ers are good enough to take advantage if the Bills come out sluggish. So give me the 49ers in that one. Then the final matchup is the Tuesday game, which was supposed to be the Thursday night football game. Ravens, Cowboys. Uh, so I gave you the one, a, the one NFC's team. Could it be a second NFC's team to cover? No. I'm taking the Ravens here. 
Now, once again, this is another one I'm not too high on with nine and a half. But I think, I don't know. I, I think Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh and all that, they get it together. They have a good showing against the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys have their issues. No Dak Prescott, but that's been all year, basically. They need to figure out what's going on with Ezekiel Elliott and his fumbling issues, but whatever. Um, I do think he'll probably have a fumble today. It's kind of become the norm, but I think the Ravens coming off that loss to the Steelers, knowing that their season's on the line here, they'll come out, get it done, cover the nine and a half points and get me a win. So there you are. There's my seven picks taking saints covering against Falcons, Patriots cover against the chargers, Packers cover against the Eagles chiefs covers uh, against the Broncos, Washington football team to cover against the Steelers. And as I said, could be upset alert 49ers, cover against the Bills and the Ravens to cover against the Cowboys. Like I said, went 4 and 3 last week, 34 and 38 on the season. So hopefully hopefully I'm hoping at least 5 and 2 this week. If I can get that done, then I'm right basically back at 500 and then we can figure it out from there. So that's my preview of week 13 in the NFL. Now, like I said, it's another good week of football. Some of the matchups look a little crappy on paper, but sometimes those are the best games to watch. Because a lot of times it's two young teams trying to fight for their job next season and you get good games. So wherever you are listening, whatever games are in your market, I can guarantee you're probably going to be watching a good game. So with that, kind of looking at the week ahead of us, um, Monday, well, tomorrow, we'll definitely do NBA Talk, free agency edition, see the winners and losers, uh, last couple of moves that I have not been able to talk about yet, we'll talk about Monday's episode, and as I said, I'm going to try to do episode every day this week, so the schedule could change, like I said with the NFL You guys got to be fluid, but for right now, this is where I'm at. Tuesday, we'll do college football playoff reaction. Kind of see what the committee is looking at coming out of the college football weekend. Interesting to see what's going on there as, you know, A&M and Florida outside looking in at the top four. Both of them got good wins. Ohio State at four. They got a win that was much needed will the committee knock Ohio State out have to see Um, Wednesday going back NBA the league released the first half of the regular season schedule so want to take a look at that see the games that we that need to circle on your calendar as the preseason gets started on the 11th so that's right around the corner so we're gonna get Get back into that NBA flow. Thursday, uh, get you an episode before Pat's Rams kicks off. I mean, if that game gets pushed out for whatever reason, we'll 
put something else in that slot. But right now, uh, look at Thursday Night Football on Thursday. And then Friday, take a look at the MLS. Haven't got really a chance to talk about them, but by Friday, well, I mean by tomorrow, we will know which two teams will be in the MLS Cup. So I will do a cup final preview on Friday as the game is on Saturday night. And, you know, the final four teams, MLS, if you haven't been paying attention, which, you know, not not everybody's a soccer fan. I am, so I am excited to talk about that. But we have Columbus and my New England Revolution on the Eastern Conference side and for the Western Conference it's um it's the Sounders uh Seattle Sounders and Minnesota United. So by Friday the matchup will be set for the MLS Cup final. I'll give you all the breakdown you need for that. And then yeah, that's the week ahead. So definitely tune in for all of that. Uh that's five good shows right there. So why not listen in? But um, thank you for tuning in. If you're new here, uh, thank you for showing up. You know, hope you liked what you heard. Let me know uh, comment section. Uh, you can let me know on the show's Facebook page, Chomping the Bit, or the Twitter page at Chomping Podcast. Give both a follow. One a follow doesn't matter to me, but you can drop comments there. You know, try to get this interactive um, wherever you are listening to the show as it is available on all major podcasting platforms definitely hit the subscribe button and if there is a place to leave a review definitely do that help me out a lot but um, once again thank you for listening in uh, be safe out there God bless and I will catch you on well tomorrow's episode where we go ahead and talk some NBA All right. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, Car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today.